0: is a presentation of the retro network
1: do you remember when home video was in its infancy the perfect video store is popping up all over the country do you remember the experience of renting vhs tapes at a store right now rent indiana jones and the temple of doom and cobra for just a dollar a day each do you remember when you kept a video store membership card in your wallet
0: welcome to blockbuster video
1: hollywood video We get what you want. The warehouse is entertainment. Relive the days when dead media was alive and kicking. This is Rental Return Tales from the Video Store. (laughs) Preview Episode.
0: Welcome to a sneak preview of Rental Return, a limited series podcast presented by the Retro Network. Longtime TRN listeners may have enjoyed our previous podcast discussions regarding VHS collecting. If you haven't, go back and check them out in the archives. The way we see it, this show is the next logical step in our conversation about dead home media formats. So, who's yakking at you here? I'm Adam. I'm Jason. And I'm Chad. And we love videotapes. More specifically, the nostalgia surrounding the VHS format. And if you're tuning in, we're guessing that you do too. So what is rental return all about? Well, as children of the 80s and 90s, we have all engaged in a cultural experience that is literally extinct. Renting movies from a video store. Think back, it's Friday night. You walk into your local video store and rush over to the new release shelves, but the latest Jim Carrey film is all rented out. So you roam the aisles and some wild video box art catches your eye. It's Three kids on a surfboard attacking Leslie Nielsen in samurai armor? (laughs) Looks like it's going to be a Surf Ninjas kind of night. It's all coming back to you, isn't it? (laughs) Well, in this (laughs) series, we'll be bringing you exclusive interviews with former video rental store employees who are telling their tales from behind the counter to remind you of the glory days of video store culture. So whether it was a mom and pop video store in rural Canada or a big chain store in the heart of a big city, these people have amazing experiences and will be sharing the love of movies that they had The times they got to explain to customers about the black bars on a widescreen videotape and wild stories involving what went on behind the beaded curtain. Stores going up in flames and you won't believe what kind of stuff ended up in the rental return slot. So to kick things off, we thought we would share a few of our own video store memories and then introduce you to a group of video heroes who will be helping you rewind to those magical days gone by. So, guys, this is what I'm very curious about. We're talking about video rental stores. So, in your life, what was your favorite video store to rent from? How about you, Chad?
2: My favorite video uh, store. And this was kind of a loaded question because there are so many aspects of like all my favorites. But if I had to pick one, there was a video store in Edgewater, Maryland, right um, outside Annapolis. And it was called uh, Potomac Video. And Potomac Video was the. Maryland, D.C. I think there was one in Northern Virginia, kind of chain, and um, very popular. But it closed in 2007. Uh, this was in just like a little uh, plaza strip mall that was anchored by a food lion and a a, uh, a Kmart, and it was exactly how you pictured it. It was the dirty, grungy, outdated floors. It was those beautiful red racks of just tapes everywhere. And, you know, they had uh, DVDs too, but, you know, even towards the time uh, they were closing, I was renting all my favorite VHS and, you know, anything that I may have, you know, just never seen before or just discovering for the first time. And, uh, you know, it it was, it was great. I mean, I mean, everybody there was a movie fan. They knew what you were coming in for. I remember one time I came in and uh, the week before I had rented a couple of nightmare on Elm street movies and, One of the guys behind the counter was just like, ah, you're here to finish up the rest of the series. And we started talking and, you know, got to know him. And they're just fond memories. You know, I would go in there and just goof off and hang out. And, you know, even if I didn't rent anything, it was my favorite place to be on a Friday or even a Wednesday when they would do five VHSs for (laughs) five (laughs) dollars.
0: Hey, can't go wrong. (laughs) How about you, Jason? Did you
1: ever get any deals like that? I don't remember the deals exactly, but uh, the store I'll never forget. It's still in existence. It's a silver screen video in beautiful downtown Clearfield, Pennsylvania. Uh, I can't believe it's still up and going, but it's it's a rural area, so <laughs> uh, people, I guess, still going in there to rent their DVDs and Blu-rays, but... We lovingly called our video store Kentucky Fried Video because (laughs) it was once a KFC and uh, turned into a video rental store uh, with VHS tapes and games. So I remember going in there uh, seemingly back and forth between both sides of the building, looking through like Sega Genesis cartridges and uh, Nintendo... Super Nintendo, you know that kind of thing. That was about the era, like uh, ninety, early nineties, we'll say. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, it was just a, a fun-loving store had both the games and the uh, movies there. And uh, there was one other small little, what I would call a trading post in town that I would visit too. But that was uh, Silver Screen Video was mainly where I was at trying to uh, rent movies and. Uh, have not set foot in there in probably, I don't know, 25 years.
0: <laughs> Man, if it were up to me, I would buy them out and rename it Kentucky
1: Fried Movie, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: I mean, that's a classic. Why they yeah. didn't, after all these years, use that branding? They should have yeah. gone for it.
1: Just start selling fried chicken too on the side, you know, <laughs> open up a window, run a movie in a bucket of chicken. Mm, so now that's for- my kind of Friday, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: On my side, I was not so much into the mom and pops. We had one mom and pop store, which was the first video store I ever went to. That's like the classic for me. And though I spent also many summer days walking a mile back and forth to our local Blockbuster video to rent movies and games, the store that I enjoyed the most was on the other side of the drainage canal (laughs) from there. And it was called The Warehouse because they were a music store that sold you know, CDs, cassettes, everything you needed, but also had just as large a video rental section. So it was cool because you were hearing like the latest music playing while you're browsing the shelves. So it gave it like a cooler edge. It just felt like the awesome place to be. Like everybody who works here must be super cool. Plus, I still have several tapes that I bought from their previously viewed bin and a few I could still vividly remember seeing in there that I wish I would have picked up. Like, I wish I had them now. And so it it was just like my favorite place to go and walk around because it was so much bigger than any other video store I had been in. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that one is the one that always stands out for me. So speaking of the size of these stores, what was your favorite section to browse then when you went in, you know, Chad, you gave us a little bit of a tease there, but Mm -hmm. is that where you, you hung around the horror
2: section in wrestling? Like I, and, and keep in mind in like late nineties, early two thousands, like VHS was kind of starting to get phased out by, you know, WWE or WWF or whatever and uh wcw so you know your 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 tape options for you know for wrestling was very limited so i was renting whatever i could that i haven't seen before or whatever i could uh you know find and copy and you know for my own personal library but yeah wrestling uh horror kids section because you know especially once i started getting you know into like nostalgic stuff and you know just wanting to revisit a lot of stuff i would go back and try to hunt down old cartoons like even in the late 90s and early 2000s at an age that i probably shouldn't have been i was super nostalgic so like i was still going around looking for gi joe and he-man and whatever else cartoons i may have loved and just trying to find those because at that time you know again with the exception of a a phantom airing on like Cartoon Network or Ion, they weren't being aired anywhere. So whatever I could get my hands on.
0: If it makes you feel any better, Chad, my seven-year-old is nostalgic for his toddler years. He's like, do you remember when I was three and I did this? (laughs) I wish I was still three. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Already, (laughs) you're training (laughs) him early, man. I got to save all his toys because he is going to want them someday. And I hang on to him. How about you, Jason?
1: Well, I didn't really have a particular section, I I guess, in mind. I was probably staying away from the horror movies. (laughs) I've never really been a fan. But uh, that era that I was kind of talking about before, I turned 18 in November of 94. And when I graduated, uh, I immediately got a job downtown at a radio station I didn't go to college until the spring semester in 96. So from that uh, whole summer of 95 up through like December, I was probably there every other day. And it was because just whole shelves became available to me now that I'm 18, you know. (laughs) And so I'm just, you know, everything from white men can't jump to, you know, whatever was out there that was R-rated Uh, That I just didn't have access to before. I was like, all right, I'm just going to start on this little shelf here and I'm just going to work my way down. And whatever (laughs) kind of tickles my fancy that day, I'm going to rent it and (laughs) take it back and watch it. So, yeah, that's what I kind of remember about that uh, summer of 95. I was just there so many days and just movie after movie, working my way through particular shelves, mainly just action movies and things like that, um, sci fi. that were, uh, <laughs> I was not able to rent, you know, even a couple years earlier. Yeah, that's
0: interesting. Yeah, because I mean, I I actually was able to rent stuff because I, I was always like a taller kid and I was a bigger kid. <laughs> and so I looked older, so I could like sneak a few of those here and uh, there. You fake know? ID, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I looked mature enough, I guess. But for me, what's funny <laughs> is... Until they
2: see like, what you're renting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like most people, like, they remember the horror section when they talk about a video store, and I certainly would walk by, but my first stop was also, like, Chad, the pro wrestling shelves always caught my eye because wrestling was, like, my secret passion. I didn't buy a lot of merch, but it was always so weird and entertaining, and, you know, the, the box art was just fascinating. So those collections that were Coliseum Home Video or random oddball wrestling promotions always got my attention and rent them as often as i could so those were always a, a favorite of mine just because mm-hmm. like it was weird it's like i knew there were all these other movies that i was certainly going to get to them but i was like ah, eh, let me get a wrestling tape too yeah while I'm here <laughs> and especially
2: if like at that time you had missed an event and they probably hadn't um you know re-aired it because they would you know they would do uh encores every once in a while but you know, if you didn't get on that, you had to wait for the tape. And maybe there's an event you hadn't seen or a match you've never e- seen, or you yeah, know, just maybe... before
0: your time. Yeah, the early yeah. WrestleManias, all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that that begs the question Then you know some of us have favorites that you know in the early days of video you know it cost a lot to buy a tape and have it in your home so you would (laughs) rent your favorites over and over again so for you guys is there a particular tape you can recall it's like okay this was always my go-to i'd get this and something else but i'm definitely gonna rent this again how about you chad
2: well one of them was uh, one of the first ones i remember is wrestlemania 7 and Survivor Series 1990, which wrestling historians remember that as uh, The Undertaker's debut. But, you know, as I got older, uh, Nightmare, the, the Nightmare and Elm Street series, uh, the Sleepaway Camp, Sleepaway Camp 2 is one that I rented quite a bit. I assume you guys have never seen. I, Adam, I've
0: been to screenings of it. I won a Camp Rolling Hills T-shirt in an erotic uh, curling iron dance off.
2: Okay, now, is there video of this?
0: there there is, but I gave the guy the stink guy, and I think he deleted it. This cannot get out. (laughs) Get (laughs) it out of here. (laughs) Yeah, so of all the things I've done (laughs) to win a t-shirt, yeah. But that is a hilarious movie, though. I can can understand why you would rent it over and over again.
2: Oh, my gosh, it's so entertaining. Yeah.
1: How about you, Jason? Yeah, I was thinking about this... uh... The one that just came to mind that I, I don't know it just seemed like you said it's like uh, if there's a special or something I'm getting this and one of the newer releases uh, I'm not ashamed to say it by any means Weekend oh, boy. at Bernie's oh, <laughs> boy. Weekend at Bernie's I, I don't know how many times I've watched that but I, I probably rented it enough to justify uh, them just saying alright you just keep this <laughs> 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 be a part of my collection. But um yeah, I don't know what it was. I've just always loved Weekend at Bernie's. It's silly and stupid and cheesy and whatever you else you want to call it, but uh I was always entertained by it. And um yeah, I, I I don't know. Like you say, there it was just uh I I need one more tape or something in this deal. Let me grab weekend at Bernie's and we'll see if I get <laughs> to it, you know. It got to that point where I was like, Yeah, let me see if I can get to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, mine is a
0: comedy classic as well, but it's, it's, you know, kind of ubiquitous to us these days. But Ghostbusters was definitely the tape I rented most often. And what's odd is so we ended up buying Ghostbusters 2 from the warehouse <laughs> previously viewed bin. So like around 1990, I had that, but I don't think we ever owned a copy of the original ghostbusters. Like I didn't have one until it was on DVD. So, which is so weird to me. So it was always my go-to rental choice. I'm like, I don't have Ghostbusters, but I want to watch it again. So I'm going <laughs> to rent it again. I can watch Ghostbusters two anytime. And I secretly love it a little bit more than the original, but as you should, you know, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's always what I think of like when I'm renting a tape, it's going to be Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, now, Chad, you also mentioned this, you know, the time that you spent in your favorite video stores. So as you got to know the employees, what was your situation there? Did you ever get any hookups from them? Or what were some of your yes. favorite conversations <laughs> to have?
2: Oh, I'll tell you what. I It's not just the conversations I had. It's um every once in a while we would play a prank. And they would be in on it. Sometimes it would not end the way, uh, you know, maybe someone would want it to. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, look, they... they we all knew each other. I, well, there was one guy that knew my best friend because they all went to high school together. So, you know, whenever we would go in there, they would just like, you know, shoot the crap. or, And I would just kind of look around. Then we would just eventually it would degenerate, especially on like a Friday night late. There was a Wendy's literally 25 feet away from them. So they're staring at a Wendy's all night and they're they're, they're getting cranky. They just want to like have some fun. Probably the most memorable one is <laughs> I brought a friend there because, you know, he, he like me, we would uh, just go to every video store that we could find and just buy all the tapes and copy anything that, you know, we knew was probably never going to see DVD at that time or whatever. So it's the last day that Potomac Video is open and uh, my friend Ryan who unfortunately was always the recipient of a lot of pranks, fun pranks, you know, nothing, nothing mean. This one may have gone a little too far though. They knew that I had been buying them out all all their wrestling tapes out. And they were like, Hey, Hey, we'll give you, they didn't like Ryan. They just did not like him. And this was the last day. So they had nothing to lose. And finally, after having to deal with my friend, Ryan, the one guy just looks at me and says, Hey, Chad, we'll give you some free wrestling tapes if you uh, help us prank your friend. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. Now you have my attention. So uh, we kind of try to figure out what we could do. <laughs> we try to figure out what we could do. And we come up with the idea that I will uh, trade his home phone number so they can call his mom tell her that he is um you know destroying property throwing a fit and all this stuff so i write down the phone number they tack it on the wall by the way this was the last day and apparently even after the last day the phone number was still there uh i ran (laughs) the guy um, a couple years later and he was like yeah dude we, we just left it there we didn't care but We called her and, you know, she is your typical Italian mother, like yelling and screaming when she answers the phone. And we're doing this in front of Ryan and he's uh, he's just losing it. And, uh, you know, uh, I hey, I walked out with like 15 wrestling tapes, so I'm cool with that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that said, I had been going there. They had opened in 96. Right. And, um, you know, I had been going there since they opened. And every time I've ever come in, I've always said, can I use the bathroom? And they're like, nah, you got to use the Wendy's across the street. Now, they were being serious. On this very night, they allowed me to use the bathroom. And apparently, I was the only customer in their history to ever use (laughs) the employee bathroom
0: at that video store. Wow. That's how you know you're a gold member.
2: (laughs) it's just like, you guys, have, you guys just waited for the last day? I mean, come on. <laughs> one time, um, me, me and uh, my best friend, Andrew, Andrew wanted this Tears of the Sun poster that they had had. But the problem is one of the employees wanted it. So uh, one of the employees, I don't even know if he could legally do this. He said, I tell you what, if you want that poster, you have to pay us $20. So I have to drive Andrew, there's a uh, ATM about a mile and a half away, and I have to go drive him to get $20 so he could get this poster, which he still has, by the way, and we still laugh about it. But they would kind of just like, if they liked you, or even if they didn't like you, they would just kind of mess with you and just have fun. <laughs>
0: Well, so, well. So, tell us, Jason, were you a, a silver level member of Silver Screen Video?
1: Uh, no, I was all business there, man. Give, <laughs> give me my stuff, and I'm going to get out. You know, I did. <laughs> it was mostly young kids and stuff, uh, none of which I knew that worked there behind the counter. So, I didn't really. And like I said, um I, I don't know, maybe two, three years was kind of my time frame there. And I I just wanted my stuff and wanted to go watch it or play it, you know. (laughs) I I didn't didn't care about – what I would do, though, is sometimes when I knew what the deadline was, which I think was maybe 4 or 5 o'clock the next day, I can't remember what the deadline was to return the tapes. I was friendly enough to, you know, hey, can you go check to return (laughs) – the return to see if there's any, uh, uh, you know, one of the movies that I had been wanting to watch had been returned. So they would check that for me every once in a while. But as far as, you know, trying to work out deals for posters or, uh, a you know, little kickbacks or something. no. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, it's my great disappointment because I'm like you, Jason, you know, whether it's comic book stores or video stores, i am just, they are the means by which I bring entertainment home, but I'm not, you know, there for a good time. Like Chad, you know, it's not my clubhouse. Um, and I, just the fact that I never even knew anyone that worked in a video store that is like, I don't understand, like, you know, young you know, teenagers or college-age kids, those are the ones that work there. You'd think I, I'd i run around with the cool movie nerds, but I guess I just wasn't hanging out with the right people. So I never had that connection, unfortunately. Uh, although, and I can't remember if I've told this story on our VHS episodes before, but have I told you guys about the great Yoda caper? Do you remember this? I don't uh,
1: remember that, that one
0: no. Yeah, so, so this is my friend um, around the time of the... Uh, I guess I think it was like right before the prequels but they were like doing a big promotion of re-releasing the original trilogy it was probably right after it came out in theaters of Star Wars and so Blockbuster had these full-size Yoda statues at mm. their locations as part of the promotion and so they had been basically going into this store they had been casing it and then they all, this group of friends went out in a minivan in the parking lot right before they closed. And one guy calls on his cell phone and he's talking to the, the one employee who's, you know, close it up. Hey, uh, just real quick do you guys have the latest Don Johnson movie? <laughs> like <laughs> he's, he's crazy because they have it on video. They have a videotape of this. They're like, so asking about the Don Johnson collection, you know? And so while they're asking, well, could you go look real quick and all this stuff? And then their other friend walks in the door dressed like the Unabomber. He's got a gray hoodie. Oh, yep, he's got sunglasses on. He walks in. He walks around to the counter where Yoda is. He's got bolt cutters. He cuts the chain that was holding it there, grabs it, runs out the door and oh. he's got Yoda on his back like Luke on Dagobah <laughs> doing his training <laughs> and he's running down the street they're videotaping it you know and so oh, yeah. at their what? house on their coffee table they had Yoda and they would decorate him for different holidays and also <laughs> I mean this is like a thousands of dollars I'm sure this costs oh. that blockbuster you know oh, yeah. <laughs> so that,
2: was,
0: that was my connection to people who work at the video stores I was connected to the people who ripped them off <laughs> <laughs> is definitely a memorable story <laughs> yeah uh oh. but for you guys what i'm interested now is now you know the premise of what we're doing here what are you most looking forward to in this series as you get a chance to listen to the retro return podcast
2: I'm looking forward to hearing the unusual, like uh, stories, like of the weirdest customers that were coming. I'm sure eventually it's going to blow my mind if you ever get one of the people that worked at uh, Potomac and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this guy would come in and just rent wrestling tapes all the time. You wouldn't believe him." <laughs> you know, but um, I'm looking forward to just hearing the fun that they had, maybe the camaraderie they had with their coworkers, if there's, you know, if 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 they made any good friends or any. You know, lifelong uh, memories or friends out of these experiences. Uh, I, I it's it's not exactly a. It, it'll be some stories of you really just had to be there, <laughs> and I feel like I'm. That's what I'm going to look forward to the most: just hearing these unusual, you know, experiences.
0: Jason, as I've teased you with things here and there, what are you getting excited
1: about? I'm just kind of anxious to get back into that era. You know, when movies were more highly anticipated when they hit video Mm -hmm. and the frustration of seeing, you know, a row of box covers and there's no clamshells (laughs) behind them, you know, trying to beat everybody to the punch to get that latest one on release day. And just that atmosphere too. Cause I'm sure there's some stories around irate customers, people fighting over stuff, trying to reach in the return bin and (laughs) trying to, you know, just, (laughs) just that anticipation of when movies hit, the video stores to watch again because we, you know, we don't get that now. It's just, uh, it's all at our fingertips. We can rent it when we want to, you know, you had to drive there. You had to, (laughs) it was just a whole different era and I'm anxious just to hear what it was like to, to deal with customers back then. And, uh, you know, you hear these stories about how much the tapes cost and, uh, I would love some kind of behind the scenes stuff of how much they were paying for the tapes and how they were able to even turn a profit. It, you know, it seems like they, like you said, like five tapes for five bucks on certain days. I mean, how do you, uh, how do you make money? You may be uh whatever it was a hundred bucks or something for a tape back then or early on, but you, are you really renting it that many times before you have to, you know, sell it off? And I don't know. I just, I want to hear the, maybe the, some of the uh, numbers behind the video store game back then too if if we <laughs> ever get to that but uh i just love i can't wait to be in that i'm i'm hoping it's more in that at least uh early to mid 90s era when vhs was kind of at its peak
0: Yeah, we have have a Mm -hmm. great group of uh, people that we've interviewed that, yeah, run run the gamut there. Now, you know, because for me, like the reason I wanted to do this series, I took video stores for granted all my life, you know, and and they're gone now. And I really wanted to gain just like that appreciation for the people that kept them up and running all those years. You know, that was really Mm -hmm. that was the impetus for all this to understand that process, the experience of working in a video store, because it's a job I can't believe I never even tried to get for myself why did I never consider that you know like I should have gone and worked (laughs) at a video store and so like I said since I'm lucky enough to have conducted the interviews I know the awesomeness that is to come you guys will be fulfilled and then some because uh, I guess what I'm looking forward to most now is I have a feeling even more folks are going to reach out and be willing to share their stories so mm-hmm. like if, if you are someone who is listening to the show or you're someone who re- who reached out to us when we made the initial post about asking for stories and you're not in this season, don't worry. We're planning a follow up. There were so many people that wanted to talk to us. So make sure you get a hold of me at Hoju Koolander on Twitter. Give me your contact info so we can set up the interview. But now it's time for you the listener to meet the rental return staff our video heroes who will be the main voice of the podcast as you tune in to each episode your shift's about to start so it's time to clock in gang My name is Amanda
1: Safranek, and I worked at O Susanna Sunshine in Bossier, Manitoba, Canada, which was owned by my parents, Mel and Susan Safranek from 1982 to 2004.
0: Hi, I'm Christian McGalliard, and I worked at Coco Video in China Grove, North Carolina from March of 1997 to January of 1998. And then later I worked at Four Star Video in Granite Quarry, North Carolina from February 2001, to December 2001.
1: My name is Chris Tansky. I worked in the video department of a media play from 1995 to probably 2002, 2003. My name
0: is Gary Kepper. I worked at the Blockbuster Video in Chesapeake, Virginia in the early 90s. I worked there uh, after graduating from high school in 93 and worked there for about uh, two and a half, almost three years.
1: My name is John Paul Cupertino and I uh, used to
2: work for a place in Milwaukee called Bucky's Super Video around 1998. And
1: shortly after that, I worked for a very brief stint at a blockbuster in Milwaukee. Hey, my name is Preston Burt. And in 2000 through 2002, I worked at
0: Blockbuster Video in Oxford, Mississippi. Hi, my name is Zach Shipley. I worked at uh, Blockbuster Franchise 290237 in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware in, gosh, like 1998 to 2000, somewhere around there. So, guys, that's just a taste of what's nice. to come. And, uh, I like each, it. Yeah, you enjoyed it? Good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, each episode of Rental Return will feature our video heroes sharing their personal stories on a given topic related to the lost art of working in a video store. So look for the first episode to reveal how these folks landed this dream job as the fun begins. And uh, Rental Return will have its own dedicated podcast feed where you can listen to the entire series. You'll be able to get updates about new episodes through... The retro network social media so at trn social on twitter and instagram as well as photos that are being shared by our video heroes of their former workplaces and other ephemera that came with it and of course you can get in on the action too by sharing your own video rental stories on social media we look forward to hearing them so that's it for now get ready to drop your tape in the slot because it's gonna get hot